And I'm recording a second one on my very first night of podcasting. We'll do 20 more minutes. One more score for Liberty. Um, I hope people get that joke fast enough for it to be seem witty. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, it's still the night before the election. Uh, I was a little anxious about uploading my very first episode, which I recorded an hour ago, and I went ahead and listened to it before I uploaded it. And uh, I wanted to give you another 20 minutes right away because you, most of you who are listening to this uh, <laughs> probably know me because <laughs> no, I haven't even told anyone I'm doing this yet. But um, I wanted to expand a little bit on the things I talked about in that episode. Um, you know, I was kind of describing how I became more immersed in the podcasting like world and the, the internet culture kind of world. But I mean, you know, that was 2015. I had been on Facebook since 2005 when Facebook was still just your friends and you saying silly inside jokes back and forth and you couldn't even post pictures yet uh so i've been on social media and the internet culture uh, way before that obviously <clears throat> i suppose what i was getting at with that was like the the just showing you kind of my trajectory and who who some of who I'm interested in. I did only mention like Dave Rubin and uh, Miley Annopolis, but that was just stream of consciousness. Those were the two that came into my head at that time. Um, but I mean, Dave Rubin particularly was, uh, you know, someone I listened to quite a bit. Yiannopoulos was just kind of somebody that I observed from afar and was like a little bit in awe of at, at times. I remember watching some of his like he, he would have debates with feminists, um, you know, on college campuses and stuff. And they were really interesting. And, uh, you know, of course, he said a bunch of stuff that I don't agree with <laughs> a lot. But, he, you know, that was it. He was trying to say things people didn't agree with, so uh, he did. I shouldn't be surprised. Um, but I guess uh, I wanted to talk a little bit more about my political like journey. Um, I really grew up in uh, you know a Southern Baptist family. My Dad's dad was a the head of the Oklahoma Baptist Convention when I was a kid, and uh, you know he was a, he was a preacher um, who came from t Tennessee and then to Texas and then to Oklahoma, and uh, yeah, so I was pretty much raised in a Christian conservative nineties stereotype kind of deal, you know, not super, uh, religious, I wouldn't say, but we did, although we did go to church a lot and I enjoyed church and I enjoyed, um, learning about 
the, the, the wisdom in the Bible from a young age. And I was, I'm glad I was exposed to that. So, uh, that's kind of my early upbringing. I was a very studious, um, teenager. I didn't, I didn't party in high school. I didn't care about that. Um, I had a few close friends and I had a long-term girlfriend from the time I was 16 until I graduated from high school, went to college, uh, you know, I fell in love with geology um, during my second semester of my freshman year and changed my major to geology. And then I was taking like, um, you know, learning about the geologic time scale is a turning point in the, my life, my thought process about everything. I mean, you know, of course, when you're 19 I guess you, you really have no sense of time <laughs> even for a human uh, but I, I taking uh, uh, what's that first clap historical geology was uh, pretty eye-opening when you really sit and think about the time scales of, of a four billion year history of our planet and a 14 year billion year history of the universe just kind of you know changes the way you look at things and uh you know everyone goes through major changes in that time in their lives obviously everyone's changing all the time and you're particularly changing at that time because you're have freedom for the first time you can uh get away with things you didn't get away with uh when you live with your parents um and you know you make mistakes and yeah, learn new, learn new stuff. Uh, but moving on, um, I would say the next big event uh, after historical geology and kind of adopting a more scientific view of the world uh, than I had before. Um, I'd always uh, excelled at school for the most part. Um, including science, but I never really, like, it was always just another, it was one of the subjects, you know, like, you, you went to science, and you learned the science things, and those are separate from the other things, but, you know, the more you, you learn about scientific method, and the, 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 that way of thinking is a paradigm shift, and if, if you take it seriously, and you really understand it, I mean, all, all, all science is, is making observations, you know, and then uh, making a hypothesis about how to explain facts and then coming up with some way to test those hypotheses and uh, honestly looking at the evidence and deciding if your hypothesis was correct or not and then, you know, moving on to the next problem to solve if maybe you solved the problem but uh most of the time you didn't so you go back you make a new hypothesis you go look at the evidence again you gather more data or you know come up with a new experiment to run and uh you know in that way knowledge is a very plastic thing 
and um i think understanding that is extremely important to uh having a rational view of the world in general you know not just about planets and cells and you know chemicals it's uh those are things that are studied heavily in science because they're very interesting and amazing and we don't know a lot about them but the scientific method uh, can be applied to lots of different things or at least the lessons learned from the scientific method anyway so that's kind of the next step is developing that then my junior year in college uh, this would have been the semester that I turned 21 in September. I I uh, that that semester was the that was the fall when the the banking industry was collapsing. Um, and. Uh, you know, I guess Occupy Wall Street would have been going on. I wasn't really engaged in all of that. You know, I didn't have any wealth to be lost. I didn't really, like, I had an interest in economics uh, because I'd taken econ, um, like micro and macro econ as basic classes, and I thought they were really interesting, so I chose to take this class called money and banking and I was taking that class while watching the banking industry collapse in on itself which was pretty interesting um the the professor was um literally teaching us Keynesian economics and then I you know I didn't fully understand all of that stuff then obviously I was just learning about it but from what I remember, it seemed like he did a pretty good job of explaining, you know, the other ideas that may have been proving themselves out a little bit. Uh, I'm not sure if he was an Austrian or not. I don't remember him saying that, but it was so long ago. And like I said, I didn't, I wouldn't have even known what he meant by that. But. It was interesting to watch, you know, him explain Keynesian economics while watching it fail miserably right in front of our eyes. So that was kind of a, a, a red pill moment, if so to speak. Um, but, you know, I was still just a, a drunken college kid <laughs> who had just turned 21. I was, uh, I, I was still a pretty good student, but I was, you know, partying a lot and I could go into the bars multiple times a week and uh that was that was life so then the semester after that i took a, co a course called um era of the american revolution or no i'm sorry that that was the semester i took uh uh i think it was just a regular um poli sci class like political science class and uh you know just basic structures of government um talking about the political parties and what their philosophies were and everything and i found that I, I i was a pretty good student before so i had a decent understanding like 
knowledge of that um, from high school, but to be honest, like, I don't know how it was for you guys, but I was mostly taught government and history by coaches, and that didn't always go well. Sometimes, you know, some of the coaches and teachers were great. Um, my government teacher uh, senior year in high school was pretty good, and uh, I had a pretty good history teacher my 10th grade year for, um, I think it was World history up to world war one and that was pretty good um but i you know i was taking ap classes so most of the students got the football coaches that didn't give a damn and probably didn't know anything about history and just put on a video every day in class while they thought about how they were gonna drill their football um, players after school or whatever which I think is a shame, but anyway, um, so yeah, so, uh, poli sci that semester, then at the very, at the end of my junior year, I had a fraternity brother who was graduating and, uh, in, he was in the ROTC and he was graduating and getting his commission and going overseas. And we had like a big, um, we all, my big group of friends who lived at the Pike house, um, or fraternity house, um, we all went across town and had kind of a, a going away party with some other friends too. Uh, but there were a lot of us and, uh, we had uh, somebody, a sober driver to bring us back to the strip that night. And, uh, the strip being um, where all the bars are in town, which is within walking distance of where we had lived all year. And I don't know how much detail I'm going to get into, but long story short, uh, we were supposed to be moved out of the fraternity house that day, and we couldn't, we weren't supposed to stay there that night. But what had happened was uh, <laughs> we were. Um, we were all hammered and we had done this ritual every weekend all year and we were like why can't we, we our stuff is still literally in there we know how to get into the building so uh, one of one of the guys climbed up the building where they knew their window was open and climbed in and unlocked the doors and let us all in well the house mom uh, uh, what we didn't know is that one of the sorority houses right across from us had been broken into the night before and i don't know the police were called and it, it had had our house mom spooked so she heard us climbing in and you know was too spooked i guess to stick her head out and see who it was uh, which is understandable um but we were you know probably being loud outside beforehand. I don't know. Maybe she should have been able to tell it was us, but whatever. She didn't realize it was us, called the police. But by the time the police got there, we were all in bed. Like, we came, we came over the bars hammered, and 
all went to our beds where we had like we had every night and uh, uh so the cops show up and i don't want to make it too dramatic because you know frankly i was I, I don't remember it that well we were all woken up out of our sleep in our beds handcuffed and drugged downstairs and you know questioned by multiple police officers i don't remember how many uh but i think there were dogs um and we're all like in our underwear and you know of course when our house mom sees who it is she's like oh my god this is a huge mistake you know don't you you guys can go you know they're fine they've they technically don't live here as of a few hours ago but they've lived here i know who they are they're not a threat but the cops kind of didn't go away fast enough i don't know if they were enjoying abusing their power like i said i was mostly blacked out really like i vaguely remember all of this cuz i was already really drunk and then I would I had been asleep but we woke up the next morning and you know almost all of us had bruises and cuts and some people remembered more than others but uh you know we were basically drugged down the stairs they just treated us very poorly and uh that ticked me off that, that was the first really bad and experience with the law that I had ever had um I think I did I did get a, a public intox and put in the drunk tank on my 21st birthday but that was not a big deal and was uh probably <laughs> I'll tell that story another time um but yeah that so that that kind of opened my eyes a little bit more to like the the weirdness of the world we live in I was shocked that the cops would do something like that and not ha bear any responsibility for it I mean we like we we took pictures and stuff but it was the end of the school year and we were all going back to different places and we just I think we could have probably filed a suit, but I don't know what it would have done. It probably would have just wasted a bunch of people's time and money and nothing would change. But that was another step along my path. Um, I'm going to have to speed up because I have one minute left in my one score for Liberty. Um, but uh, I'm continuing my red pill path. Um so there was that. Then the semester after that, I took a course called um, The Era of the American Revolution, where we read firsthand, you know, uh, uh, what do the historians call it? Um, I don't know. Eyewitness actual people who lived then and wrote these words down, and I'm reading them for this class. And uh, I had never really read history in that way and I found it incredible um to I mean literally you're listening to somebody speak who's 
300 years old or more because the you know during the class we talked a lot about the american colonies from the time of their inception uh because that's the story of the american revolution um but that really inspired uh, a love of an understanding of the ideas of liberty. Um, I had, I guess I had heard of Ron Paul. Um, I voted for John McCain in 2008 when I was, that was my first presidential election I could vote in. Um, Wait, was it? I think I may have voted for George Bush in his re-election when I was like 18 and three months. But I don't even remember if I voted. I probably did. But then I voted for McCain. I probably knew who Ron Paul was, but I hadn't really gotten into the liberty movement and really politics at all. You know, it was kind of just a, a default conservative, if you will. Um but yeah, the era of the American Revolution class really impacted me. And all those things combined, I mean, the, the banking crash, the, uh, the encounter with the police and the era of the American Revolution. I also discovered uh, Rage Against the Machine around that time. I remember like walking to class. I think I also tried marijuana for the first time up and up in there. That may have been towards the end of that last semester. But you know, that was that was the uh a more detailed look at part of my red pilling, so to speak. And I'll pick back up and fill in the gap on the next one. Thanks. Thanks.